Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Nintendo. Yeah, what's up? We're so glad to be back. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, I feel like the last couple times we were like at a long distance, but we are together in the same room. Which is exciting. Yeah, we're just back together. We're here to record a podcast, talk about some games. Yeah, I am I am one half of your hosts, Jake. And I am the other half, Brayden. And together we are Nintendo Gems and we are a weekly question mark wow that's a bold <laughs> statement bi-weekly bi-monthly tri-monthly yeah <laughs> at this point we're going annual we'll see <laughs> right um we are in a nintendo podcast we do a uh, news and we talk about a a big new release game that we've been playing and then we talk about a nintendgem which is a retro-ish game um that we want to highlight that week and in case you haven't listened before, really, we haven't been around. Uh, it's been coming up on a year now. Um, I think the last big game we talked about, uh, I know Astral Chain we talked say about. Astral Chain. And so, and that was 2019. Um, it is nearly summer 2020 now. Uh, we are in the midst of the COVID quarantine. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, we're just following the, the cliche of we want to record a podcast too. Everyone's cooped up inside right and very happy to be back hopefully we will get a more steady release schedule we've got some things in the work that we will announce at a later time hopefully so stay tuned for that um so yeah do we want to go ahead and just hop into the nintendo news yeah let's do it let's catch up a little bit yeah i'll let you go ahead and take the lead i think you've got about a list of games that are coming up soon that we wanted to talk about maybe a little bit yeah well i just really wanted to talk about Okay, first off, the quality of games that Nintendo has been pumping out the past half a year since we took off has just been incredible. So I have a legitimate backlog of games to play. I'm ashamed to say I haven't finished a lot of the games. I haven't even played some of the games that uh, I have purchased on the Switch. They're just sitting on the shelf waiting to be played. I know how that Um, is. But I have a whole list here of games that are coming out within the next two months that i'm looking forward to and some of them are remasters which i think is just really cool for example borderlands handsome and legendary collections are coming out i've only played the first one so i think i might pick it up now was that a remaster or a demaster oh that's a good uh, (laughs) i don't know a port from the 360 i was gonna say it's probably like a 360 port Mm -hmm. but still really cool to see those games on switch well i'll tell you what so right now i've been playing la noir on the switch pretty actively and i also purchased the witcher 3 for the switch this last winter i guess and both play just as well as i would have expected i can't complain at all about the quality and so i don't have too many concerns in investing in borderlands or the bioshock collection which also comes out may 29th burnout paradise um a classic from uh the 360 ps3 days it's getting a remaster coming out june 19th final fantasy crystal chronicles uh, is getting a remaster as well summer 2020 question mark we've been waiting a long time for that and then of course one that my my fine feathered friend over here has already played the wonderful 101 has a remaster yeah fair to call it we'll get into it yeah okay it comes out uh may 19th so basically i just listed off a whole bunch of remasters that i want to add to my list to play all coming out within the next two months. I can't wait. So that's that was the list that I had, you know. Yeah. Uh, news-wise, it's just I can't believe 
how much money Nintendo is going to be taking from me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that how, that's how it always feels with, with us, I yeah, guess, being Nintendo guys. It's just forever. Right, yeah. So one game that actually that I'm looking forward to that comes out in on May 28th, it's an indie game called Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. It was released in, on Steam in 2019, and it's basically a Paper Mario clone. They took the RPG turn-based mechanics and implemented it into a bug, insect, tiny world. That's, I guess that's the, the setting, you know. I haven't played it yet, so I, I don't know a whole lot about it other than you, you play as three main character bugs that seem to all have very unique abilities that play very similarly to the Paper Mario formula that has been so missed. You know, all these years. And speaking of Paper Mario, what the you can't heck? hold me back anymore. It's time. Six minutes you've held me back. I'm so sorry. We're talking about Paper Mario. Brayden and I woke up this morning to insane news, as I'm sure every Nintendo fan did. So I'm geeking. It's been it's been a it's been a tough time to be a Nintendo fan because COVID has pushed back, you know, so many events and stuff, and it seems like you know, a lot of companies are still going online. But we got news. I don't know if you saw this, like last week or the week before that, Nintendo is canceling their June Direct. Like they oh, just weren't wow. going to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like, well, what is Nintendo going to do for the rest of the year? Because we have after Xenoblade Chronicles comes out at the end of May, the Xenoblade Chronicles remaster. Did I mention that in my list? No, you didn't. Okay, that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but after that comes out, it's like. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield um, DLC. Expansion. And, that's like it. and the Smash Bros. DLC. Fighter Pass. And that's it. Um, so it's like, what's going to happen? And this morning, no direct. It's not like we woke up to a direct, but we woke up to just a trailer. On freaking Facebook. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> like on YouTube and social media, which by the way, ends with a direct-esque thing. Did you notice that? The, like the, the when red it said, bar? Yeah. Well, when it said... Um, the title and then the release date that looked like it was from a direct it did yeah it yeah so similar i feel like i don't know i don't know what they're doing but the point is not only i so i woke up literally to a text from Braden that was like hey do you want to do the podcast today paper mario news and i was like what if i knew one game could sucker him in it would be <laughs> paper mario so i looked i looked into it um and so but i was like okay wow paper mario so we're paper, we're, i have a new paper mario to play this october i can't wait and then it's like july 17th which is like barely two months Incredible. what's today the 14 literally almost two months exactly uh-huh. how insane is that it's basically a shadow launch in today's day and age i remember the sega dreamcast they actually shadow launched oh it like God. on e3 whatever Which year might that have been was. part of its doom but yeah it's... way tangential story but similarly today's day and age how fast information travels how fast well and how fast games are developed, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what angle I'm trying to come at it from. But I think it comes out in two months and they haven't announced it at all. Prior. Do you mean like with so many games that come out, they announced them like four years in advance? Yeah. And then we just forget about it or we just, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's announced. Anthem and... was announced in like 2011 or something. Yeah. And then, you know, or Beyond Good and Evil 2 was announced like five years ago and we're just still waiting on new stuff for that. So it's really cool. The first one that I can think of in like recent memory that did this, do you remember Fallout 4 was like announced at E3 one year and it was like coming out this fall and everyone was like, what? But it's really cool to see this. Before we get into, I guess, the trailer and like Mm -hmm. analyzing it a little bit, I guess, um, I think 
we might be in for Mario remasters and Pikmin remasters because did you hear the rumor earlier this year, like back in March? Um, About the Mario? There, yeah, there was a rumor that came out and they were like, whoever leaked it was like, we're getting Mario Galaxy. We're getting all the 3D Marios, Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine, Mario 64 remasters. And they were like, also we're getting Pikmin. Also we're getting a new Paper Mario. And everyone was like, that sounds plausible, but who knows? Uh-huh. And now here we are, New Paper Mario. So are we going to be getting that 3D Mario oh collection? Also, will they release it as a collection or will they be like $60, $60, $60? Right. That would because be rough. Those scumbags, we love you, Nintendo, but you scumbags know that we would, I would pay, what is that? Oh my God, that's like $180. Yeah. But I'd probably pay it because oh, I'm absolutely. terrible. <laughs> Sunshine alone. I would, I'm the opposite. I don't. Like sunshine really but yeah we'll get we can get into that another day yeah but um at least for galaxy and 64 alone for me like depending on how uh, obviously if it's just a port eh, but if they like really remaster them like, yeah that would be beautiful and then pikmin 3 even if it's just pikmin 3 even if it's not like a whole pikmin collection i love pikmin so much picking the little red pikmin is mine it's a no icon and i'll never change it We've been deprived of Pikmin for far too long. Yeah, it's been like seven, eight years now. Seven years, pro- eight? No, when did Pikmin 3 come out? I would say 2014, 2014, so six, seven years. Yeah, it was the Wii U, so that says enough almost that just nobody, you know, really got to experience that game in the first right. place. It's time for a yeah. new entry. But yeah, I guess let's talk about the trailer. Yes. Which, also, I opened it and I was like, Paper Mario trailer! And it starts out and it's like, the whole trailer has a dark tone. Yeah. Like, weirdly dark. Like a creepy origami peach comes out and is like, will you be reborn as I am? Will you be folded? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Paper Mario was like, no. And she goes, wrong, right. What does it matter? You will all die anyway. Your answers are paper thin. <laughs> yeah. The puns are on point. Everything. I'm just so, uh, it looks so pretty. The graphics look amazing. Um, I love the aesthetic, the perfectly nostalgic sound of the text. Yes. The, what's, I, I don't remember. There's a word for that, but like, I don't know, the like bit speech or whatever mm-hmm. that, you know, the like, blah, 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 blah. like it's a specific Paper Mario sound. Like it reminded me exactly of those games. Yeah. And also the little star from Paper Mario, like the first one was in the corner, which I don't know if that means anything, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? There was like a star character from oh. the first have you played paper mario on the yes. 64 you remember the star the little, that follows peach around yeah for... it was like there in the like text box Interesting. in the corner yeah or at least there was a star it looked like that star i might be yeah. i might be reading into it but um yeah tink twink something like that tink i don't know but i saw that so that was so just immediately from the bat i was like whoa a dark tone maybe yeah a all those nostalgic things and then I mean, the trailer just goes on to, like, blow me away, graphically at least. Yeah, so just to take one step back at the end, I guess at the end of the trailer, we learn that it's called Paper Mario, the Origami King. I don't think it's Paper Mario and the Origami King. Just I think the it's Origami. The Origami King, um, which does explain why Peach in the beginning is folded up in this three-dimensional origami shape yeah and then right after the like the probably the origami king comes out Uh uh-huh disguises what looks like a shy guy and he unfolds himself and then becomes the the origami king i guess right it looks like a great use of the two-dimensional paper mario you know mixing with three-dimensional now the big question is because i could could not tell from this trailer what is it gonna play like 
because we have lived in an age where it's probably been at least 13 years or so since we've had a Paper Mario game that everyone can get behind and say is at least good. Because Super Paper Mario, that might not have been 2007. Was that 2009? Oh, something? Yeah, I don't know. Something Super Paper Mario, people were contentious about. I like Super Paper Mario. It's different. It was neat. But I enjoy it. That game's story, amazing. You get like Dark Luigi, like you right. know that. Uh-huh. I love Super Paper Mario. And if you don't count that, then it's been like 15 years or 16 years, ever since Thousand Year Door, since we really had. Because the original on 64 and Thousand Year Door on GameCube is what have is what captured probably millions of people maybe not millions but like lots of you know over the years surely millions yeah millions of nintendo fans hearts just from those two games alone and especially the past two games it's a very particular formula as well that has worked so well right but the past two games sticker star on the 3ds i was not here for it no um and most people weren't and then i never played color splash but it had it had very mixed reception yeah, I I never played it either. We did uh, get Sticker Star, and it just it changed the turn based formula to almost a card. I I don't know how to do, how would you describe it? It it um... yeah, you had to like collect cards. I mean, it's been years since I played this mm-hmm. game, so maybe I should have brushed up before this. But like, you collect cards and stickers. Yeah, and you and use you the use stickers those to... for attacks. Yeah, it's bizarre and. I it wasn't I didn't like it. It wasn't great. Um I didn't like what they were doing with the overworld. I just wasn't a fan, which was really disappointing because right. when that game came out, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is my favorite game of all time. It's we'll get into it when we do Nintendo Gems, but it's it's the game that I played and was like, Oh, I think I like video games more than a passing hobby. You know, it's probably the reason I'm here today and the reason I'm pursuing a career in video game journalism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very important series to me. So it was really disappointing to play that on 3S and it just be so Right. Ugh. Far from what you expected. And right. Like, yeah. Love. Let's hope that Origami King isn't like those two. Yeah. We saw the the trailer featured two quick clips, only two, of actual combat. The and rest they were completely different. Yes. Well, Maybe not. Actually. I don't. I think actually, the second clip kind of fit into the first clip. Right. Now that I'm thinking. So about it. the first snippet is this large, circular, um, almost a dartboard looking. You know, just ring after right. ring after ring, and then it showed enemies lined up in different rows along the quote unquote dartboard rows. I don't know. And that's all you really see. I think. And in the second clip, it shows Mario bouncing across a row of enemies across that circular field. He is chaining a jump, which, may I say, is very similar to what you do in the first two Paper Mario games, how a very standard attack plays out. Right. And that's that's what he's doing in that second clip of the Origami King. So, I... I don't know. Come it worries on. me because that's what that's what I was gonna say. It's a what a two minute trailer and Less very than that, I yeah think. very little of that is combat. Like I said, just those two itty bitty snippets that probably together make up like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Everything else, so everything else looks really cool. The overworld looks cool. The environments that they're in look really cool. But I mean, if the game isn't you, you don't you don't play these games to walk around an overworld. I mean, there's got to be some kind of you know. I love Persona Five, but Persona Five wouldn't be 
one of my favorite games if it wasn't for the fantastic combat and the turn-based combat system and that you know if it was just the visual novel stuff it wouldn't gel it as well sure, sure. so if paper mario can have the most appeal you know, appealing and funny story and overall, right. but if the combat isn't there then it's going to kind of fall apart which is i feel like what i had heard about color splash is people loved the aesthetic and people mm-hmm. loved the story but the combat people didn't like yeah so I'm surprised we're getting this before we're getting a Color Splash uh, port. Because really? Color Splash is one of the only games from Wii U that hasn't, that was a Wii U exclusive that hasn't been um, ported to Switch. It's like, at this point, it's like Color Splash, Pikmin 3. There's, Fair enough. Yeah. There's the Kirby, there's that to... Kirby line game, you know, the, I don't remember what it's called. But you know what I'm talking about, the one where Kirby's like a little ball and you draw the lines for him to like go on. Yeah, I remember one for the DS too. They made one for the Wii U. Canvas Curse. Yeah. They made one for the Wii U and that hasn't been ported. The point is there's like less than five at yeah. this point and uh, Color Splash is one of them. And I really expected them to port it because, I, I mean, I had a Wii U. I feel like we've talked about this mm-hmm. on the podcast, but I've had a Wii U. Or, I mean, I, I still have a Wii U. But back when it was in its heyday, it was like, I had less money than I do now. And I was always like, man, do I want to spend $60 on a Wii U game that I'll play and be good? Or do I want to spend $60 on Witcher 3? Right. You know, or like all these PS4 games and Xbox One games that were like blowing me out of the water. Triple A. Right. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, outside of launch games, I barely touched my Wii U. So, like I was saying, Paper Mario was one of them that I just missed. Yeah. Or uh, Color Splash, I mean. So, it, it's surprising that we're getting a new one mm-hmm. before a port. And this sure. probably means we'll never get a port. Sure. Which means, who knows if I'll ever go back and play Color Splash. Womp womp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we've said it yet, but July 17th. We did at the beginning. Yeah, I think okay, so. But, but So, we got about two months before this game. Um, how excited are you? I'm incredibly excited. I just think... I, well, I have plenty of games to play until then. Um, I'll probably drop whatever I'm playing. Like, you know, sometimes I talked about that massive backlog that I have, but some games just make you drop everything um, right. and and play it then and there. Yes, this is going to be one of those. Yeah, places. this will probably just jump right to this, the number one spot. The scary thing is this comes out on the exact same day of Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation, which I am incredibly excited for. Like, I'm pumped for Last of Us Part Two, but like... That game's going to be sad and be serious and make me cry, probably. But Ghost of Tsushima is like a third-person action, like ninja game, samurai game set in the 13th century Japan. And I'm literally like a Japanese student, you know, like studying Japanese culture. So like, this is like a dream game for me. Absolutely. So those two games are going to be vying for my attention. It really, it really depends on what I'm going to be reviewing, I guess, for Noisy Pixel. Because honestly, they'd probably let me... Also, since I we last did a podcast, I now uh, am a staff writer at NoisyPixel.net. Go go check us out. I'll plug us on here if that's get okay. Heck um, yeah. Go read my reviews on there. It's cool. That's how a lot of the games I'm going to be talking about when we get to what we're playing that I've played. Um, but depending on what I review for them, because I think I'm going to review at least one of these. Mm-hmm. On, I guess what I'm playing more heavily, but uh, I saw that and I was like, yes, two months. And then I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> the same day. Yeah. But it's going to be it's going to be a tough call for me, I guess. Well, speaking of same day, do you have more news or do you want to go into? Let's go into it. I have one more piece of news, but I'll tie it in with Animal Crossing because it's okay. Animal Crossing themed, so I can, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Well, all right. Um, I That's kind of what I have for the news. Uh, and I think a good segue is another game that came out on the same day as another game. Um, 
and we'll talk Doom Eternal. There we go. Did you play it? No. Oh, what about the other game that came out on the same day as Doom Eternal? Animal Crossing New Horizon. Heck yeah, everybody was at GameStop for one of those two games on March 20th? Yeah. Yes. Almost exactly two months. Probably by the time we get this posted, exactly two months ago. I was there. I was there uh, at 8 a.m. to collect my copy of Animal Crossing. I was also there at 8 a.m. to collect my Animal Crossing um, collector's edition console. I see you have one as well over there. Yes, of course. Did you get it when it came out, like the day it came out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I did that. I went to also my local GameStop to get that. Um, And actually on March 20th, I was on spring break with my girlfriend in a cabin in North Carolina, and we both got it digitally. So we were up waiting for the moment to drop that we could play it digitally. Yep, yep. Um, So, yeah, but I guess before we get into the game, do we want to talk about the collector's edition? What do you think about that? Or not the collector's edition, the special edition Switch? Oh, well, yes. Just for a moment, because we both dropped... We both got new switches. Did you yes. did you trade in your old switch? So I did fairly well, I felt. I traded in or I actually uh sold it on Craigslist um for a decent amount. Um We don't have to disclose this, but on the podcast, but how much did you get for it? One eighty. One eighty? Yeah. It was a V one, um, but it was in great condition. The Joy Cons were brand new. Um and so I, I yeah. And so I also I work at Target, so I get a decent discount. So did you get? The I ended up getting the that... new console for about a hundred dollars. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. A, a upgrade to the V two console for about a hundred bucks. Yeah, and a pretty console at that. Friend. So yeah, I ended up after tax and everything. It was also about a hundred dollars for me. That's awesome. Easy upgrade because I also had a V one. It was a launch switch. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we've got we both have the V two and pretty really. I think it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Would Would you call that? embossed engraved i don't know um it's got a textured uh back to it with little characters and symbols from animal crossing uh just it's it's gorgeous the joy con are a mint green and a mint blue i don't know what would you pastel yeah i don't know what i would even call the color on the back either Uh uh-huh creamy yeah cream I don't know, but all that to say, be said, it's beautiful, and I don't regret my decision. Nor do I. Genuinely, I was going to upgrade um, to a V2 regardless. I was just happy to be able to get a pretty console in the, in the process. But we didn't just buy a console. No, we didn't. A week later, we bought a game. Yes, we did. And uh, if your Switch stats uh, on our, our little friend list oh, I mean no. anything... You've spent a lot of time with this game. <laughs> I spent a whole lot of time. Oh, no. How, what is it? What are you up to now? Hundred. Oh, that's kind of what I was going to check. 30, 80? It's 100 and something. I know that's real. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. We hit quarantine hard, um, just as everybody else did, um, basically right when Animal Crossing came out. So I really, I got, for the good of about two weeks, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing Animal Crossing. Um it claims I've played for 195 hours. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, speaking of that backlog, maybe I just need to stop playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I will say I didn't play it yesterday. <gasps> I didn't play it, I think, one day last week. It's 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 tapering off. Let me tell you, Brayden, I haven't played it in about a week. 
dang man consistent like a week like, like straight. about a week do you miss your neighbors yeah i need to get back on but the thing is i don't know i'm we'll get into i guess what you've been doing with your island and this sucks because i love animal crossing like well we're talking our our nintendium of the week is gamecube's animal crossing so expect a lot of animal crossing talk yeah on this podcast but um animal crossing holds a very special place in my heart as a series so i love this game it's fantastic but it's hard for me to stick with one game like people that have put in like thousands of hours into minecraft or league of legends i'm envious like, of that because i or like world of warcraft or, you know any just one game i don't get it because i put my time into a game and then i kind of there's nothing against that well, either I, I i think that's incredibly cool my wife's brother uh he, he's not as hardcore anymore but runescape is his game and I wish I had like one game that I just love right. more than any other game that I could only play that game no, forever. I've never had that. Yeah. I, I, I'm a person. I mean, I'm sure you can tell if you listen to any of these shows every week I come and I'm like, oh, I played four new games this week. Right. Cause that's just the, I don't know. That's the kind of person I am. I like playing games. I like beating them and I like moving on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but animal crossing is going to stick around longer. Cause I know I, I've been, I haven't played it for about a week cause I've just been busy, but I'm going to get back into it. But every day what happened is of course, I'm sure you were very similar at first, the first few weeks, every day it was like, as much time as possible, I am playing Animal Crossing. No doubt. Um, and now, recently, it's been more like, like realistically, like 15, 30 minutes a day. I get on, uh, I go to the Nook Link, I go see what's at the store. I took turnip prices if I did turnips that week. Yeah. Um, I, oh, snap. It's Thursday, and I actually bought turnips this week. Good oh. shout. <laughs> Check your turnip prices. Yeah. Um, I go to the Mabel sister, the Abel sisters. I talk to Sable yep. um, to get see if there's anything new there. Um, and then I check to see if now with the new update, I check to see if Jolly Red is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never is. Yeah. Um, and then I pretty much get off um, just because, like I said, we'll get into it. I'm sure one of the reasons you've put so many hours is do you play around with the terraforming and stuff a lot? I have done quite a bit of decorating. I have that. Um, that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> and I don't have some grand vision in my mind that I want to do, yeah. you know? So I'm just kind of happy with my Island. I, I like decorating it and stuff. But after I got KK mm-hmm. to come, I was like, cool. Which spoiler alert game's been out oh, for two months. I mean, and I, I mean, don't, I don't, I do not consider that a spoiler. Yeah. But you get KK. That's essentially where Nintendo calls at the end of the game. Yeah, because I guess. The they play, role. they, they play the credits. And so, you know that's a good marker that you you know you you're out of objectives Quests. like every time after then as far as i know whenever you ask tom nook like what should i do he's always like i don't know yeah you know so and before then yeah almost every time you do that he'll have something quote unquote, mm-hmm. right and that might change with updates he might have you know who knows um because that's that is one cool thing is i really feel like nintendo is going to stick by this game yes especially we'll get into this well i guess we'll, i'll go ahead and get into it so Animal Crossing sold in um, six weeks, according to Nintendo's last physical update or whatever, digital and physical, 13.41 million copies since launch, which is insane. It is officially, as of yesterday, this is a news piece I was going to bring up, but I decided I would say for now, it is Japan's highest selling Switch game ever. Really? Um, It's probably going to be the highest selling Switch game ever in the US with more time, get more Switches in people's hands. Animal Crossing is probably going to now be the new first thing people buy if it's not Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. Right. So Could this game have launched at a more perfect time? I 
I work at Target, Jake used to We don't... Switches sell out as fast as the toilet paper does. I have never... Toilet paper leaves within the hour that we open, and switches do too. Well, dude, and that was before the pandemic. This holiday season, the that no was kidding. one of the things. It was, do you have AirPods? Do you have switches? And we never had either. So it's always been like that. The switch is hot. Yes. And so once you get more switches in people's hands, like you were saying, this is now one of those hit games yes i everybody's playing it it's really hit the mainstream yeah it's all over twitter um, every celebrity seems to be playing it which is very cool it's a little odd for some of us that did play like the gamecube version which was you know by no means a a hidden you know ninja you know plenty of people played the original animal but i would consider animal crossing a a niche series up until new leaf yes new leaf was very popular yeah but i would say up until then it was a niche it was yeah more on the obscure sides for sure but it's very cool to have to be part of animal crossing groups that are hundreds of thousands of people big yeah here's something i want to do to put in perspective for you so first of all um 13.41 million copies in six weeks that's that was a, a week ago now so it could be another million who knows? right um 50 of those were digital which is insane which probably which could have there could be two reasons for that one because digital just seems to be taking over as i mentioned earlier um because i review things um we i in my whole about i've been reviewing games for about two years now Two years of reviewing games and getting review copies from publishers, I have gotten one. But so I, I get a lot of review codes um, and that that was it. Because I was before then, I was like, nope, I'm physical. I cannot do codes. And it, it changed me because then I was all of a sudden having all of these digital games. And I was like this. So now whenever I buy games myself, I buy them digitally. So I bought, I was one of that 50% that bought it digitally. And then on top of that, Animal Crossing New Horizons in six weeks, has outsold every single PlayStation 4 exclusive game, except for Uncharted 4, which it is about two or three million behind, which it will outsell. Wow. In six weeks. And they have had their entire life span. They've had years. Yes. Uncharted 4 has been out for like six years. God of War has been out for almost two years at this point. Um, I'm surprised Spider-Man. Spider-Man's up there, oh. but uh, it's already outsold Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man did insane. Yeah. So... Just to put that in, because I saw that last week, um, and I was like, whoa, because those games have those huge, incredible, and they've games. been out for years in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, perfect storm for Animal Crossing. Yes. Pandemic's terrible. It's horrible. But it really kind of worked out on Animal Crossing's favor, mm-hmm. because it's it's what the world needs. Kind of. Yeah. You know, it's tranquil. It's it's relaxing. Absolutely. It's it's an escape. It's escapism at its finest. It is uh what I where I want to spend my second life. It's a great escape. Actually, I'm looking at my microphone. I have uh, I have a cookie sticker on my microphone. <laughs> is she is Cookie in? I think in, so. In yeah, I think so. What villagers do you have? Um, you know that's really embarrassing because I'm pretty sure I actually have her in my town. Really? Um, I don't really have anybody that's super popular. Holy crap. What is with the Raymond obsession? I got Raymond. Raymond's great. You would know if you had a Raymond. You is don't it his get personality the or is it the amazing. way he looks? Both. 
first of all, he's an adorable cat with a business suit. Have you been inside his house? It's an office. <laughs> it's just a cubicle. Okay. And But it's a house. And every time you walk up to him, he just makes dumb jokes and is like, hey, thought you would talk to me. Now you are. Haha, <laughs> isn't that great? And then like, I don't know. He has like a really charming personality. Did you find him naturally or yeah. did you pay? Pay? So I... Uh, became part of a Discord that uh, it's it's fairly exclusive. Um, uh-huh. it, like it, it has a rotating cast of about three hundred people. If you go inactive, like we replace you. Um, but it was essentially it started as a turnip trading Discord. Um, but it's more for everything else now because at this point, after the end game, if you sell turnips a couple times, bells become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm paid off. I are you not? I never have done the turnip game. I, I did it one week. I tried, but uh, I also didn't try hard enough as in I was going into groups yeah. and going to a stranger's islands. Sure. So I just was between me and my girlfriend okay. and none of us, neither of us had a huge turnip. So I ended up losing money on turnips. Yeah. Well, shout out to Turnip Hub because <laughs> I broke millions like within the first couple of weeks, um, which, you know, is kind of game breaking in a way. Maybe I would get more enjoyment out of it if I was taking it slower and hadn't paid off all my house debt yet but i also really enjoy not having to sweat buying the cool things that show up at the nooklings and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i I played the turnips hard and and succeeded and you said you but you asked if i bought raymond that's correct so uh nook miles tickets We're, we're pretty deep in here we we hope you've played Animal Crossing because we're, we're going deep into the weeds here uh, and not explaining what we're talking about. Um, basically, bells are the currency for those um, out of the loop. And um, you trade your turnips for bells, which it's are the, money. It's the stock market. The stock market instead of the stock market. It's, it's a great joke, guys. Um, <laughs> and, but bells are basically irrelevant at this point. Um, people use Nook Miles tickets as a higher form of currency. They're equivalent to about 100,000 bells each. Um, and plenty of people trade villagers for hundreds of Nook Miles tickets. What? Um, How do you trade villagers? Um, when, so I'm not a time traveler. Uh, it's just not my thing. But no judgment if you do. Plenty of people time travel around and that puts their villagers in boxes. If you visit someone's island while their animal is in boxes... You can invite them to live on your island. Oh. And essentially, villager trading is its own economy and market. Raymond being one of the most popular villagers. So I I just made peace with my villagers. I don't hate anyone. I don't either. I love who comes and goes. Which is, my girlfriend has this like squirrel on her island. She's like, I hate this. She's like always bullying her and like digging holes around her. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I like all mine. Right. You know I've what? Got, I have one of the least popular um, villagers like that the, everybody online seems to hate. And I love her. Who? Hazel. Hazel's the little squirrel with a unibrow. And everyone's like, she's ugly. That's so That's a big thing on on Animal Crossing 2 is if one of your villagers is ugly, like people hate him. Oh my gosh, Twitter is cruel. And that's the thing, Hazel Hazel has a unibrow. Mm -hmm. She was one of my starters. Like she was one of the first ones. So then I was like, oh, I love Hazel. She's like one of my like quote unquote best friends. Yeah. So everybody hates her online, but I like her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got my list pulled up here. So I've got my my starters were Hazel and Peck, who's like a little bird. 
I have Jeremiah the toad, Apple the hamster. Oh, I have Greta. Greta's a mouse. All the mice in this game, I think, are disgustingly ugly. Um, so I don't really like Greta, but I don't dislike Greta enough to go through the effort of trying to get rid of her. Yeah. Um, I have Maple the um, the bear, Fang the wolf. Oh, I want a wolf really bad. Yeah, Fang is Fang is cool. I really like Fang. Raymond the cat and Gale the alligator. Very so nice. or the gator or the crocodile. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, so I'm really happy with all my villagers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're about to yell at me because I just pulled it up to find that, which means after this, I'm going to play it for a little bit. And they're going to be like, you haven't been here for a week. Where you been? Yeah. Um, I'm sure Raymond's going to say something stupid. Have um, you taken to terraforming much? How does your island look? About as it did in the beginning. Is that right? Yeah, I terraformed very little. I terraformed one spot at the bottom of my island so I could put a bridge there because I was trying to place a bridge desperately Yeah. Um, and just couldn't because of the way my island the river was laid out so i changed it a little bit to put a bridge there other than that i've done like interesting i having maxed out my bank account that's a an exaggeration i didn't max it out but <laughs> you know i bells are irrelevant i took to decorating my island my house is empty it's huge and empty um, <laughs> really yeah but my island is incredibly well decorated and i would like to get your reaction to it um once i booted up here i worked really hard on it and so my island is called nashboro which is like nashville i'm from nashville mm-hmm. etc um and broadway we have a, a, a hot you know music bar street called broadway so i tried to build that oh wow. i think i did pretty well you know i tried to i I themed my island, my, as you arrive in the airport, um, this is what you walk out to. And so for better or definitely for worse, um, I would like to see your reaction. I was going to say, I'm a bad friend because I haven't been to your island yet, but I'm also a person. Another reason why I don't stick with the games is because uh, I'm just not a multiplayer person. I'm not either. So I do single player. I I don't play with people. Stay off my island, please. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's check this out. Here I go. Live reaction. So, oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've got like buildings like outside. Yeah, but. Also, your villager looks dope. Um, but how's that frame rate for you? How oh, it is. is that? Oh, things are popping in too. I can see it. I basically have broken the game with the what? number of items that I have put in. I guess. I bet if I put that number of items spread across the island, it wouldn't be a problem. It's just... Going into, like, these um, these little buildings you have here, like, uh-huh. the pop-in is really noticeable, too. Yeah. I'm incredibly proud of the work I've done. I really did set up buildings, essentially, which, if you haven't played Animal Crossing, you can't do. It's all an <laughs> illusion um, using simple panels, and you can customize those uh, with patterns. Um, and so I set those up as walls and then set the flooring down. And um, so I have an arcade. I have a fancy restaurant. I have a karaoke bar and then um, like a rave. Um, and yeah. all that Broadway leads up into my Able Sisters and my Nooklings. So I'm very proud of it. The only problem is it just it moves so slow. And that that's one of the biggest blemishes that I've seen on the game. And it's my fault. I'm definitely overloading the game with items. Yeah, because once you get past that little starting area on your island, it's fine. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like exploring. No, you're fine. But um, I don't know. I just thought I wanted to 
express that on the podcast, show you that, get your opinion on my Broadway strip. Because it's cool, but it's broken. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to take it down soon. I'm just sick of of it clipping so hard. Yeah. You have Red on your island. You should go talk to him. Ooh. He's on my island, too. I'm hoping he'll be here when we're done. Tonight. Yeah. I'll have to I catch him on the podcast. No, you're... I mean, that, yeah, that looks awesome. I had no idea that was an issue for anyone. Because mm-hmm. I haven't done that, really. Right. But, I don't know. So, yeah. Part humble brag. Part, like... <laughs> That's that's one of my genuine uh, issues issues with the game, and and again, I'm pushing it to its limit. Um, so because you have hundreds of items, yes, that's starting in in a small space, yes, with lights and mm-hmm. you know dynamic moving, things, moving objects. Yeah, so, but um, maybe say there's too many items in this area. You know, give me an error before you um, start technically dropping right yeah but otherwise clearly i have thoroughly enjoyed this game and i still am like you mentioned nintendo is doing live updates easter was just a rather than a build (laughs) you want to talk about easter yeah bunny day excuse me yeah bunny day was was crazy because everybody hated it online yeah because all the special item is you know there were there were eggs hidden everywhere for like two weeks uh-huh. and everybody hated it because everyone would just wanted to go fishing and you kept getting these eggs Stupid eggs. yeah um and it was annoying but about a week before they fixed it well a week oh. before bunny day i mean right my biggest complaint was that it was also during the cherry blossom festival yes so it got completely overlooked yes it, all the I balloons in the sky were just seemed to be the bunny eggs mm-hmm. which apparently isn't how it actually worked it was just psychological that yeah. it seemed like it was a lot a lot more bunny eggs um in the sky but yeah i wanted all the cherry blossom recipes not all of them but i got the ones i wanted i didn't i didn't even know that was like a thing like i thought cherry blossoms were just going to be there all spring uh-huh and right. then come to realize that no it was like two weeks mm-hmm. yeah um and so i didn't get all those items which is fine because like i'm not huge into that yeah. anyways uh, i don't think i've said yet i've got about 60 hours in the game or at least my switch says 60 hours which could be anywhere in between 60 and 65 sure but yeah i've got about that many hours and like i was saying i play a little bit each day but since i'm not the big customizer mm-hmm. i'm like a collector i want the museum to be full right and every month you can only get so much you know you catch everything and then it's like i've got everything that i can get this month. right you know so and then even on top of that sometimes like there was I don't remember which fish, but there was a fish in March that, or in March or April that left that month that I didn't get because it was one of the mega rare ones. Yeah. So you, people would spend hours fishing and it's like, I can only do that for so long. Like right. I love fishing in Animal Crossing, but I can only do it for so long. So that's what I come back for, not the decorating. So that's why you've got 195. I have other friends that have 400 hours right. in it. And I bet if I ask them, it's because their entire island is decked out and they've got a bunch of custom furniture and a bunch of custom shirts you know and clothing i do no decorating of my like customizing patterns of my own i have no creative bones in my body at this point um i just take plenty of the cool qr codes which so many that that kiosk in the able sisters is really cool how you can search for everybody's qr and the cool thing is too that they lit all like all the ones that were made for New Leaf also work in this one. Yes. So there was a, the game literally launched with millions uh-huh. of custom items from Already New Leaf. Yeah. Basically preloaded. Um, so yeah, there's a lot obviously to do in this game. And the thing is, you know, even though I've kind of fallen off, this game's going to keep me coming back because every time I hear that there's a new update or a new, I mean, 
I have a deep attachment to so many of these characters. Um, Cap'n isn't in the game. Rover wasn't in the game. Uh, Rover showed up. I was going to get to Uh, that. Um, But Rover initially wasn't in the game. Technically, Rossetti isn't in the game. uh So there's a bunch of characters. You know, Red wasn't in the game. There's a bunch of characters that were not there that are probably going to come in updates. So then, like, yeah, when May Day happened, which was an event in the first week of May, Mm -hmm. there was, like, this maze and they teased that there's a special character at the end and it, <laughs> spoiler alert i guess it was rover Yay. and i freaked out when yeah, i finished that, that. Was awesome. and uh that rover was in the game and i don't know if he'll ever show up again I, yeah it didn't do much but he was he was there and so that was cool so every time that they announced that there's a new event and you know oh captain's back or like june is like wedding month or something yeah it's interesting um, the llamas from new leaf cyrus are, and reese yeah they're back so I don't know, point is they're going to keep updating this game with the yearly events. And even once a whole year has gone by and there's like all the seasonal events are quote unquote in the game, I'm sure they're going to keep pumping stuff into this. Yeah. Because it's, you can't sell, probably it's going to end up sitting between 15 million and 20 million copies. You can't sell that many and then just walk away. Right. Come on. Well, and they've done a great job with Pocket Camp in the years between mm-hmm. New Leaf and New Horizons. The Pocket Camp, the mobile version, yeah. they've, cons- I mean, they expect you to pay money for a lot of this stuff. Right. You know, which is why I fell out of it. Yeah, it's microtransaction hell, yeah. basically. You know, they, they genuinely did a great job of keeping that updated with new content. And so I'm very much looking forward to see how they implement that in a full Animal Crossing game for years to come. Because I think they can do it. Yeah, so I love this game. I reviewed it for one of the places that I work for. I give it a 4.5 slash 9.5, you know, almost perfect. Yeah. Um, little hiccups. I didn't even know that was a thing, the whole frame rate thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't give it a perfect because of the whole, like, you. if my Switch explodes, I get, like, one transfer, right. you know, to a new Switch for saves. I'm like, that's messed up. And then there's the whole thing with, like, if you have two players, you can't have separate islands. Right. Or on, like, one Switch, I mean. And you can't make decisions for the island either as the second player right it has to be the first player so there's a little like things like that where it's like okay come on nintendo like this is just you being nintendo yeah um and like not being up with the times for some reason but it's it's everything really from a new animal crossing that i could have wanted and more not having had to assign a number rating yet to the game um i think i'm gonna copy you and go with the 4.5 you know 9.5 whatever that that, that, a minus yeah it's really really good yeah i i think there are a few things so the crafting as a new mechanic is obviously fantastic and i think really well implemented mm-hmm. but i just i think there's a little more they could have done and i that's incredibly armchair yeah. um, <laughs> developer of me to say oh why didn't you come up with a shiny new mechanic but but i, I it's a wonderful game that carries on the, the animal crossing torch yeah have you used any of the amiibo yes um before the game came out um in preparation i did a big unboxing on youtube of my switch and uh, i was like i should unbox as many amiibo as i can find as well mm-hmm. so i bought as many as i could find for a reasonable price um and yeah i any of the cards no because okay. the cards are impossible to find, in my opinion. And yeah. I, they're not, I have they're a not healthy a stack if you... Really? Yeah. From, the, like, recently? No. Um, Did you get them back in the day? Back when New Leaf came out. 
Um, yeah, I, I kid you not. It's probably a stack about that thick. Wow. That's going to sound ra- great on an audio podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> that thick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Pretty thick. Yeah, I have a couple, probably like 100. Yeah, probably about 100, wow. 150 cards. Yeah. Um, and I love the Amiibo posters mm-hmm. that they provide from Photopia. Yeah. Uh, that's I, the main thing. I, I literally put them all, all the Amiibo that I have, I just put them in Photopia once because that's also not something I'm going to mess around with. No. So I put them all in Photopia once, bought all of their posters, and like have them hanging in my house. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> you know? I have a KK Shrine. Right. I, I love his poster. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But do we want to move on to the game that kind of started? Well, I was going to say, if you don't mind, yeah. I would like to talk a little bit about some other games I've been playing since yeah. we last recorded a podcast in a few months. Um, this won't take long. And you no, can do, you can do the same as well. Yeah, so I just want I don't know. I just wanted to go through. So shout out, because I've, I've played some some smaller games and stuff. And then, I don't know, just some cool games that, uh, I don't know, I think are worth mentioning on a yeah. podcast or something. For sure. So this can be a little mini in between. We'll give you a, an Animal Crossing break because yeah. that would be Animal Crossing Overload. I guess we're just going to go through since January, I guess, what I've been playing. Um, so have you ever heard of the, uh, have you ever heard of La Mulana? No. So La Mulana is, there are two games, La Mulana and La Mulana 2. And they were PC games, like developed by like one guy, I believe. They're like Metroidvania-esque. They are like based on Indiana Jones, kind of. You know, you're in like these ruins and there's all these puzzles and stuff and you have to do all this. It's, it's like, it's one of the like, it's very difficult. You have yeah. to know exactly what you're doing to progress. Um, I reviewed that early in the game. They had a collection came out. They came to, the, to consoles, to Switch and PlayStation. So, so I reviewed La Mulana and La Mulana 2 on Switch. And uh, if you are into Metroidvanias, mm-hmm. fantastic. But it, be prepared to spend hundreds of hours with these games if you're not using a guide. Because I kid you not, you have to be incredibly specific about what you do to really? progress at all. Yeah, it's insane. Like I used a guide to review them because literally when I got when I got the codes, my boss was like, dude, use a guide. Like <laughs> You're going to need it. And he was right. That's funny. Because I tried to play them both a little bit without guides and it's like impossible. Uh-huh. They're really great for what they are not my entire like i gave the collection like a 9.5 mm. because even though it's not like 100 percent my kind of game because it's just at that point it's not even fun to me anymore yeah. you know but if you're into that it's like as good as it gets like fantastic pixel art really cool lore and like weird story so yeah i'll bounce back with another indie called baba is you oh i've heard of that i don't believe it released anytime soon i think it's been on the eShop for you know, about a year or so. Right. Um, but it's a really incredibly unique um, puzzle game where you are a tiny little pixel cat in a square with words that you need to push around and reconstruct different phrases to essentially solve the puzzle. That mm. is an awful explanation. Um, <laughs> but so to complete a level, you have to reach the flag. One example might be that you need to move the word you from Baba is you mm-hmm. and make it Baba is flag or Baba is win and you will win the the puzzle. Right. You know, if you can manage to move the words around the rocks and the obstacles or across the river, right. you know, you have to create different phrases to um, change the conditions of your surroundings. Sounds interesting. It's phenomenal it's incredibly difficult um i've only beaten the first couple worlds but really unique so yeah baba is you yeah i've heard a lot about that i feel like i heard 
other podcasts talking about that or something a while ago. Yeah. Cool. Um, guess the next big game. I don't know if this was exactly the next one on Switch, but the next one that's on my little playlist on my all software thing. This will be quick. Uh, I played the Saints Row 4 re, uh, remaster or, re, or port, really, sure. to, to Switch because I was like, oh, I'll review that. I played lots of that when it came out initially. I can play port. Good port. Not, yeah. I mean, it looks, eh, you know, it sure. looks like a 360 game. Runs fine. But it's in your hand. Yeah, and it's Saints Row 4 on the go. Uh, I love Saints Row. Uh, you can now play Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4 on the Switch. When Saints Row 3 launched on the switch i heard it was like a really bad port so that's another reason i was interested to jump into it this doesn't seem to have those issues really well runs well um so yeah great Saints Row four on the switch um if you are looking for a grand theft auto-esque open world kind of you know shoot 'em up gangster game yeah. on the switch play on the go i'd recommend it very good i'm gonna keep bouncing off of the remaster thing um, I mentioned that I'm currently playing L.A. Noir. I, I tried out Witcher 3. I need to finish that. But I actually also bought the Resident Evil Triple Pack, um, mm. which is, again, just another great remaster. It has Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Um, All on one card? or That's the drawback. Um, the only physical game is 4. Oh, it I came see. with download codes for 5 and 6. That's weird. It says Triple Pack on the case, and then, yeah, the the... Cart literally just says Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Interesting. I've only played 4 and 5 so far, and both play excellently. Uh, 5 almost seems to be, like, a little smoother than how I recall it from... I played the heck out of it uh, back in high school. Yeah. And it, it just seems almost more improved than I, I recalled it. Right. So that's cool. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with that. Cool. Another good remaster. Yeah, Switch is getting a lot of those. And ports, I guess, is remaster ports, may yeah, not be it's the, not really a remaster it's a port of the remaster that came out years ago on <laughs> playstation and xbox right you yeah know? it's interesting but it's like oh it's on the go yes so. and that's that's what's exciting so uh one of the cooler games i think that i got to play because of my like games journalism job that i don't think i would have touched otherwise um i played shinsekai into the depths which to me was a standout game from nintendo's last direct back in march which because of this COVID thing, feels like a million years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was like two months ago. Crazy. But so that game is about, you like play as a diver and it's in like a post-apocalyptic world where humanity, like future, where humanity was forced underground because the um, surface froze over. And so the ice was killing things. They, they're, they're not in underground, underwater. So they're all of humanity is like underwater. Um, and you play as this lone like miner whose ship gets destroyed and tries to find refuge. And in doing that, finds like a little ancient like fish guy, like fish robot who leads him somewhere. And so he's kind of following him. Right. And it's really cool. It's kind of Metroidvania. It's like that's what I was going to ask that I've noticed from screenshots and trailers. Yeah, it's like 2D. It's like 2.5D art style. Um, you it's kind of open world not really it's like there's open areas like you could progress to new areas and uh, area and you can kind of go wherever in there mm-hmm. uh, and you can unlock upgrades for your like weapons and skills and it was great like it was fantastic really it was good. a capcom game capcom i believe developed and published um and they just kind of dropped it in a direct and we're like it's out now and it's 
great. Huh. If you've got like 20 bucks to spare uh, in a few hours, um, it's beautiful yeah. for the most part. There are some fish, like that, like some like background things that are like, that looks weird. But uh, for the most part, like the underwater aesthetic is great. And it, it matches something you don't, I don't think we really see, which is like an underwater aesthetic with like post-apocalyptic like tech like technology yeah it's weird it's like like simultaneously robot like fish yeah like robot stuff yeah it's really cool so um i don't remember exactly what i gave it i gave it like an eight or something but it was great i believe it oh, it was an it was an ios game oh it was that's an, how it started it was an apple arcade game because uh-huh. you know apple's got apple arcade which is like all gaming and they've got like quote-unquote real games on there yeah it was an apple arcade game and came to switch and it's it's great so I highly recommend Shinsekai. Yeah, good for Shinsekai. Yeah. So I think my last game that I'll touch on um, is not really a game. It's more of a craft, I guess. <laughs> GameStop had this weird pro for a day sale. Um, I don't subscribe to their membership program, but apparently for a day we got the same prices as being a member. Um, and that made Labo $25. I can definitely spare $25 on Labo, which I had not played with before. They're usually $60 or $70, depending on the kit that you want. Right. Um, so I bought Labo kit number one. It's the variety kit. Mm-hmm. It has the piano, the the fishing rod, the little, like, droid almost. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes on the, like, Joy-Con that, like, Yeah, it, it, it vibrates the joy. Well, yeah, I'll get into it. Yeah. But I was blown away with the way they use they're not full games but they use the technology of the switch in really interesting ways especially that little remote control i I don't know if it's a drone i guess you'd call it you put it on a hard surface and it vibrates the joy con which causes the cardboard to vibrate in a very particular fashion along the floor moving the the robot and you know it's just an illusion there's no engine involved it's just a vibration but it's super cute mm-hmm. and well worth the 25 dollars <laughs> um i probably wouldn't spend 60 on it but i didn't realize how how much you know thought they'd put into some of the yeah the different games and technologies behind right. the labo but i bought i bought the that that original variety kit when it came out i knew you had one yeah. i didn't know which one and it was that one um it was $80 at launch, by That's the way, crazy. I think. It was 70 or 80 It was more than 60 mm-hmm. which it was certainly not worth. But it was really neat. Have you built the piano yet? No, I haven't. Piano is my favorite part. They take it's a decent like, amount of time to build. Yeah. The piano is like a mini functioning piano. It's really cool. That's what I'm most excited about. Um, I think, I've, what's the other one that it came with? Oh, the there's a it's like a dollhouse or something? That's I what I have to I get through I before ever, I can build the piano. I don't piano, think I ever but built that one. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Cool. I wanna. I, I would like to do all of the. I want to do like Labo VR too. Yeah. But also, that's the thing. I just didn't want to spend the big bucks. And then even literally, I mean, even at like the twenty dollar price that I saw on like Best Buy online, yeah. it was like, is that worth it? You know, right. because then you build it and it's cool, and then you've got a bunch of cardboard sitting around your I'm house. Already having that problem. Yeah. Like, so I will. I have a few more. So I'll kind of blitz them. Mm-hmm. I played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX rescue team dx or whatever yeah fantastic well i thought it was fantastic like a a lot of reviews were like 
it's bland. And I'm like, well, the game has always been bland. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I loved these games growing up. Um, and it is a very faithful remaster. To the originals, right? The GameCube. Or no, GameCube. Game Boy. The Game Boy and the DS mm-hmm. originals. Rest very faithful. Red and blue. Mm-hmm. Right. Fantastic art style. It's like a picture book. You know, oh, it looks cool. like color, yeah. like coloring book stuff. Uh-huh. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's the story as I remember it. It's the gameplay as I remember it maybe not all that fascinating for an adult because the mystery dungeon stuff is very repetitive, but I'm loving it so far. I say so far because I got distracted yeah. <laughs> and didn't finish it. Um, Cause I didn't have to review that one, but uh, I do intend to finish it one day. Yeah. I played a party game, a Japanese party game that got ported here called billion road, which is Mario party esque Mario. It's like Mario party, except if Mario party's goal was for you to get the most coins and if Mario Party had no mini games, huh. um, so you're on this big board that's quote unquote all of Japan, and the whole point is to just have the most money. It's like Mario Party cross Monopoly, I guess. A bunch of different spaces have like property you can invest in. So the whole point is you're supposed to like you get money by like rolling like randomly, but then you're supposed to invest your money uh-huh. to get more at the end of each year. And you play for quote unquote five years, and each turn is a month. And at the end of those years, whoever has the most money wins, which sounds fun, except it's not. (laughs) Um, I did have to review this one. Shoot. It's very boring, even with, because I played it by myself and I was like, this is boring. So I brought my girlfriend and her mom and it was like, let's all play. It was very boring with three people. There's just no, it's just no mini games, nothing to keep you occupied. Yeah. That was not the direction I thought we were going. No, it was very cute though. Very cute art style. Had a lot of potential, but it felt like it needed some more time in the oven. Uh-huh. But if that sounds like it's up your alley, which it very well could be, it's very niche. It felt very niche. Billion Road. That's a game that's out there. I played an indie pixelated bullet hell called Ida, I-T-T-A, um, which was fantastic, developed mm-hmm. by one guy. It's a boss rush bullet hell. Yeah. So lots of shooting. 18 or so, I want to say, bosses in this little mini open world. Ooh. Really crazy dark story. It's like about a girl and she just like wakes up in this like void place and all her whole family is like dead in front of her and she has to like she decides she's basically gonna like kill god uh-huh. uh, it's weird okay. it's dark i loved it i loved the story the gameplay was fun it took me like three hours to beat uh so very short 20 bucks but it was made by one guy great pixel art great music great story highly recommend ida if you're into bullet hell all right I'm not that those games stress me out. I like they they put me on the 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 cusp of like right. epilepsy. Cool thing about but, that though, um, they have accessibility options where you can either put on damage multipliers, where the more that you hit something, the more damage you do, huh. or you can literally make yourself invincible. <laughs> so if you're just like now playing it, talking. if you're playing it and you're like, man, this boss fight sucks, you can just make yourself invincible, yeah. and it doesn't cost you anything. That's you pretty know? cool. Yeah. So like, if you just want to see the story through, yeah. Which, is definitely neat, but I compared it in my review to an art, like indie art film that makes you think, you know, uh-huh. you will not get to the end of this game and be like, oh, I understood what happened. You're going to be like, what just happened? And it makes you think. And it's, it's, it, 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 it would make a cool film almost, huh. you know, okay. but there were not a lot of conclusions made, yeah. but it was really neat. I loved it. Um, I think it's $15. Ita? Ita. I-T-T-A. Yeah. Ita. It's worth looking into if, if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, I played a party game that you might have heard of called Moving Out. That's pretty new, isn't it? Yeah, it came out a few weeks ago. Um, I reviewed that one. Four-player co-op game about moving furniture. 
it's yeah. published by the people who published uh, Overcook, and it feels very similar to Overcooked. Which was a great game. Great right. party game. So uh, you can do anywhere from one to four people moving things into a moving van. It starts out in houses. It gets crazier, more yeah. zany. It was really cute. Definitely one of the, as opposed to Billion Road, much more fun the more people you have. Um, it can get crazy and get zany. It's a good time. Um, I highly recommend it if you're looking for a party game. Maybe not if you're playing by yourself. I played about half of it by myself just to like get the review out. Yeah. Got a little bit stale. But if you're playing with a group, I've always had a good time. Mm -hmm. So moving out, uh, I played a game called Void Bastards, which is... Not familiar. uh, Is a roguelike where, so, you know, randomly generated dungeons and stuff. But it's, it's like in space and you are like trying to get to an end goal. Like, and you have to go through all these different spaceships Mm-hmm. which you get to choose your path and you know they all have they're all randomly generated you go through and each time um get different stuff you get upgrades upgrade your weapons upgrade your skills and each time you die you respawn as a different quote unquote different character with different abilities but oh. all of your upgrades are still there so the upgrades car- carry over from character to character yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're constantly just kind of like building momentum sure and you're trying to find a character that has the best skill um and it's really neat it's really good for what it is yeah um it's got a it's it's like a bioshock system shock inspired uh story and kind of like or like aesthetic you know Uh with the creep really creepy looking enemies and stuff yeah Um, comic book-esque art style with like bangs and bops when you're like hitting things yeah Yeah, it's it's, about that yeah it's really neat so if you're in the mood if you really like roguelites and you Mm -hmm. want one for the switch i think this would take about 10 hours or so of your time to complete or Mm -hmm. even more if you just want to play endlessly you know, because it's randomly generated. Right, right. So Void Bastards, also recommend. Mm-hmm. And to finish my rant, Wonderful 101 Remastered, Whew. which I just re- uh, reviewed, comes out as of the recording in a few days, yes. right? Yes. May 19th, yeah, about five days from the recording, but the embargo was up yesterday. Good game, not great. It is not a remaster, I don't think. It is a port. So okay. calling it remastered is giving it too much credit. Because uh-huh. it looks old, it feels old. Shoot. Also, the game's main mechanic, which is getting 100, it's a wonderful 101, so there's 100 heroes, uh, and the 101st is you. <laughs> so there's It's 100... meta like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So the 100 heroes uh, all come together to make giant weapons, and you form these weapons by like drawing shapes. And so it was built for the Wii U, which had this touchpad, and you draw the shapes on the touchpad, and they've reworked it, um, I was reminded by the comment section on my review that you could do this in the Wii U, but it was reworked to work uh, without a touchscreen. So the right stick, you draw like with the right stick. Oh, so like, oh, I'm going to do a circle or I'm going to like that, 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 you know, make a lines and it works, but it's slow. And there were multiple boss fights where I missed, I just kept missing quick time events because I couldn't get it to do what I wanted. Cause right. it starts out easy, like draw a circle for the fist and draw a line for the sword. But then it's like, draw the hammer and you have to do <laughs> a line and a little circle at the end of the line, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more complicated, especially when you end up having like eight different shapes you can do. So sometimes it's like, I'm drawing a circle and it's like, oh no, I think you're trying to do the whip. And it's like, right. no, I'm not, <laughs> you know? So if you play the game in handheld mode on Switch, you can still draw it. But um, cool. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, really, I played it. I did play it on Switch, but I played it mostly docked. Yeah. So that mechanic doesn't work well. Aside from those two things, it's still a great game. Mm-hmm. The story is really cheeky and funny and 
feels like a big Power Rangers episode. Yes. Um, I loved it. Um, loved the story, loved the aesthetic, loved the music. That's the only, only thing, the graphics, it does not feel remastered. That's <laughs> you know, funny. Okay. It just feels very old, very, especially compared to like other games that are coming out, mm-hmm. very muddy textures and stuff. Um, and then that whole, the main mechanic just doesn't, I don't think it works well with my controller. Mm-hmm. So, but... I still think if you missed out on it on Wii U and you are into action games, like pla- like any Platinum games, because it's developed by Platinum Games who made mm-hmm. Astral Chain, and, you know, and it's Bayonetta and it's Devil May Cry-esque. If you're into any of those kind of games, I definitely think it's worth playing. Cool. So. It's on my list. Yeah, it's. You may have just bumped it down a couple months. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd pay 60 bucks for it. I would feel, I would be like, because it, it does, it just feels like a Wii U game that's been ported, which is fine. But we like, have it for the Wii U. Does it have extra content that you know of? So the Kickstarter campaign said it had extra content, but I didn't really find any. Mm-hmm. So all right, not to an not to a huge degree. We'll do some research. We'll find out. Right, but um, whew, that is everything that I've been playing Dang. on the Switch. I mean, we've been gone for the a past while. few months. Sorry, that was very <laughs> ranty. That's but all right. I felt like a lot of those games were worth mentioning for sure. So well. Is it time to get into our Nintendo of the week? Question mark. I think it is. All right. For this episode, our Nintendo is the original Animal Crossing. People have taken to calling it population growing because on the original GameCube case, you know, it has that little sign underneath. That's what it says, right? Population growing. I think so. And 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 it is a good way to to differentiate it from it's not just calling it animal right but i do not think calling it population growing was their intention no Um, it's not an accurate title uh and i would just rather call it animal crossing gamecube me too yeah so that is what we we will be henceforth referring it to heck yeah it was my like many many others of first exposure to animal crossing it was the first exposure to animal crossing um to the world right uh minus i guess animal forest the n64 right in japan only which i would murder to get my hands on would an be import, amazing. like a complete copy of that uh-huh. like because i'm just such a big animal crossing fan i would love to have like a complete debutsi nomori yeah copy so it really was sold as a full game mm-hmm um, I just, I, I guess I've never quite understood whether it was more of a tech demo. No, it was a full game, um, full release. And then they decided not to port it to N64, but then they said... To GameCube. They, well, they decided not to port it to N64, or they decided not to localize it. I see, um, right, okay. In America. And then they said, oh, well, what if we just took this, because I guess because it's so text heavy, they also probably wanted to take more time. And sure. they were like, well, let's just put it on GameCube. Because it was a it was a late in sixty four game, mm-hmm. so they decided right. they would just uh, enhance it a little bit, enhance the graphics slightly, put a little more things into it, and um, release it on the GameCube in America, which in itself got its own, which is weird. So, Debutu no Mori uh, came out, got localized into Animal Crossing, and then got relocalized a year later after we got it, and they localized the GameCube American version in as. Tsubutsu no Mori Plus or something like that oh, in Japan, which is a port of the American version, but is also different because it has inha- like extra, extra things yeah. that we never got in America. Oh my god! That is only in Japan. So there are two Japan exclusive Animal Crossing never games the story that, that have content that, so like the original Tsubutsu no Mori, which I am saying that out the top of my head, so I hope it's Tsubutsu no Mori. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing it. 
as a <laughs> as a second year <laughs> Japanese student. But um, so we have two versions of Animal Crossing that are different from the one that we have: the N64 Debutsu Nomori, which has less content, and then Debutsu Nomori Plus, or I think that's what it's called, yeah. which has slightly more content than our GameCube version. There's a little history lesson for you, I guess. Yeah, that was great. I, you, <laughs> you definitely taught me more than I knew. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I love Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that original Animal Crossing. Absolutely. What do you, what kind of experiences do you recall from that? So I'm going to completely reveal my age and I get in these, in these games journalism circles and I feel like a baby, feel like a baby compared to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Crossing, uh, I got my GameCube before I fully knew how to read. Dang. Like, in like, uh-huh. like i knew how to read but not yeah. like animal crossing because animal crossing is very text heavy so it's very special to me and my my mom because I, I, I don't know how that ended up in my house but probably just because i loved animals as a kid so my parents probably saw it and were like oh this looks cute animal, uh-huh. animal crossing jake likes animals let's get it for him um so my mom would re- sit there and read it to me before i could fully read for like whoever knows, who knows really? how long but we have really precious memories of mom Aww. knows that game she's never played it herself but she knows tom nook and like knows those characters because she would read it to me as a kid uh-huh. i'm not That's that adorable. young because i probably i i'm sure i knew how to read at that point and you caught up um, i'm sure yeah, of course but um and then i put lots of it? hours into mm, not well enough. <laughs> i don't really know what's going on in new horizons it's, <laughs> a lot, it's a lot of text cute animals um, though <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh so it's really special to me because of that and then of course I, and I kind of credit it with sort of teaching me how to read better. Because that's why I, I want to say I sort of knew how to read when that game came out. Yeah. But I was like four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, so not great at it. But, it, you know, Animal Crossing like taught me how to read. Yeah. And then like I spent a lot. I spent years with that game on the GameCube. And then, of course, I got a Wii and I got City Folk. Mm-hmm. But that's another topic. But um, I spent a lot of time in my childhood playing Animal Crossing, specifically this one. Yeah. I still have my original copy. I have my original GameCube. I have my original memory card. Heck yeah. So, um, because I, well, I might not have my original GameCube, but I know, you know, the only Animal Crossing, it came with a memory card. With, yeah. And I have, mm-hmm. and even when I was younger, actually, I think I did sell my GameCube, but I kept a few games and that was one of the games I kept. So I have my, like child jake where i will boot it up today and it'll be like you've been gone for seven years you know because i think i booted up once a while ago but you know i definitely still have mine too and funny enough my new horizons is nashboro my original village was tennessee but i was (laughs) i was young enough that i couldn't figure out how to capitalize the letters so it's lowercase tennessee Tennessee. yeah (laughs) funny thing about my so every single village i've ever had in animal crossing because i got this game when i was child mm-hmm. what do you want to name your town and i was like big so it's <laughs> that my town is named big big yeah big uh-huh. um and every animal crossing town since then has been big my new horizons island is called big um because i, like I just it. can't envision naming my towns anything else it's uh-huh. cute but yeah so part of me misses the good old days it was simpler simpler times it definitely was i don't know if that's just us being younger or the games being simpler or it's that dude it's totally that game being simpler Uh because like new horizons is simple to a point but it gets once you get to the end game where we are very complicated absolutely uh there are definitely a lot of parents buying this this game for their kids like what happened with with me but i can't imagine them getting to the terraforming levels and really knowing what they're doing right you know what i mean 
Um, but I mean, even like the little things about the original Animal Crossing, like how the GameCube, they didn't want it to render the whole world at once. So it was in acres. Yeah, yeah, a little like acres. So like you would be in a little, it was squares. Yeah. So it's like you'd be in this square and you'd go to the end of the side and it would go whoop and get, look kind of uh-huh. like Mega Man. You know how you would, back in the NES, when you Absolutely. would get to the boss and you would stop and it would go doop, 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 doop. Mm-hmm. And it kind of does that, you know, as the screen moves, I mean. Yeah. It's funny. I talk. We both talk with our hands, so this podcast we like are motioning and whatever. But um, you know, the screen moves in little blocks. And yeah. Stuff, and you would try to be like, oh, I want my my house is in this block and Nook's cranny is in this block. Yeah. Well, I just I don't think there were any games out similar to it. Uh, just I mean, I think Sims. I was gonna may say life, been... It was it was a life sim, so it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was no objective. There's no, other than, you know, paying off your house, but there's no rush. They just expect you to wander around and, like, chill with these animals. It was one of the, the I don't want to say the first game, but I feel like it was one of the first games that I can remember that really relied heavily on the clock, mm-hmm. you know? That's um, so true. Not just, you know, daily, because there were games like some of the DS and GameCube, maybe not GameCube, but some of the, like, DS uh, Pokemon games had like a clock where it was like, oh, it's day and it's night, but it was yeah. like, it didn't matter what day it was. But this was one of those first games where it was like, today is March 2nd. It matters you know? what time it is. and Because that I... game launched, unlike New Horizons, which is getting slowly updated with the events, it launched with all of the seasonal events. Right. Know? Baked in. Right. Christmas, New Year's. Right. You know, Easter, all that Ooh, stuff. I was definitely a time traveler as a kid, though. Oh, I wasn't. I literally had no idea. I... It, I'm telling you, man, I don't think it, it literally never crossed my mind to do that until mm-hmm. New Horizons. Even not with like, I never wow. did it with Leaf. I never did it with any of the other ones. You sweet summer child. I know, right? <laughs> because I heard people talking about it online. I was like, oh, I guess you Genius. can do that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think just another big feature that it was unique to the game was every island was or well it wasn't islands it was not an island back then Um, it had a beach yeah every town was unique had different fruits and so the multiplayer you had to trade your memory cards right which is incredibly obtuse it's not even multiplayer you couldn't be in the same town at the same time i never knew anyone else that had game uh, uh, that had animal crossing at the time so would you put the two memory cards and the two slots yes oh. and then you would visit your friends right you get on town the... but they weren't there you oh. just wandered around their town that was loaded off of their memory card. weird yeah and you would and like so leave like, gifts for them and stuff yeah and so that i think that's where those little the included memory cards came in handy because you could just loan those off to your friend for a night um, right and then they would get the different fruits and yeah. anything else. You could like leave gifts for them and stuff. But I mean, on my other memory card, all my other files were there. So you know what I mean? I'm not just yeah. going like, to trade That's it off weird. to somebody. Yeah. So it was very, you know, it's very dated. Yeah, um, for sure. Especially because, you know, then we had like, Street Pass on 3DS uh-huh. or just online. Well, or... in Wild World, the DS entry after the original Animal Crossing, it introduced online play yeah so. and then you could do that on the wii as well have yeah. more than one person there at once that's weird i never because i i don't know i guess as a kid i didn't have friends <laughs> so i i don't think i've ever gone to another person's town on the gamecube uh-huh. we should do that sometime we should go we should get our gamecube and visit our, each other's like that, childhood wow, that would animal be crossing towns uh-huh that would be cool we should do that it's funny because like 
I've always considered myself a huge Animal Crossing fan. And now I feel like less of a huge Animal Crossing fan because all of these people who I've never heard mention Animal Crossing before in their lives, even though I feel like tangential, a uh, side note, years, high school, middle school, college, I always studied Animal Crossing music. I would fall asleep to Animal Crossing oh, music. Nice. Animal Crossing music has always been like the vibe, like chill hip, hip hop vibe yeah, playlist. The you hourly know. music. Yes. Animal Crossing, you know, point is like I've, I've literally talked about Animal Crossing my whole life. And now I feel like I'm less than because I put 60 hours in this game and I'm kind of walking away from it. And I've got all these people around me who are putting hundreds of hours into the, the new Animal nah. Crossing. And it's like, ah, but you know, everybody experiences as... games differently. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just as devoted a fan. Right. I'm just busy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, it's that this was the game that really started that passion for animal crossing yeah know? and i've i've that's why uh and I, I never really got into new leaf the way everyone else did mm -hmm. um because i just don't know 3ds dude i liked i was super into my ds as a kid obsessed with it uh, i was obsessed with my ds for like two years uh -huh. and then i i don't know something like clicked in my head and i was never able to enjoy my 3ds wow i, I don't know my 3ds yeah i i i don't even know um so new leaf came out i bought it uh, and I just never got into it. Like, yeah. I don't even, I don't know how much time I put into that, but it was probably very little. Mm -hmm. So everyone was obsessed with New Leaf and I just wasn't. So I was like, all right, but you, Wii U is going to get a new one. Here we go. And we, the best we got was um, the um, weird- Ebo Festival. Yeah, that the terrible board game. So yeah, then I was just waiting for Switch. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, so happy we finally have a modern Animal Crossing that I can really enjoy and love. And- it's very cool. I think I, I think it was a good idea. I was a little skeptical about doing Animal Crossing as the Nintendo gym just for a little bit because I was like, oh, it's a lot of Animal Crossing. But I think it's really cool to compare them to. Yes. Uh, um, or compare both of them. Right. Well, and I, I mentioned the Amiibo. Uh, did you have an e-reader back in the day? <laughs> no way. Oh, really? But I, was, I, I remember hearing about that back then. Uh -huh. I mean, like, oh, you can plug in your... It wasn't that a... Was that a Game Boy so, thing? Yes, it was a Game Boy Advance attachment that you swiped cards, and then you could obviously attach the Game Boy to the, your GameCube, right. um, which would transfer you to an island with a secret villager. Did, did you have one? Yeah. Whoa, do you, do you still have, have yours? Yeah, we oh have some e-reader cards this, and dude. stuff. Like, we have villager e-reader cards. Those are probably worth money. Um, obviously, you're not going to sell it. No. And are they not worth money? I... I don't know. I haven't looked. I looked up my amiibo cards, and they some of them are stupid. Like people willing to pay way too I'm much telling money you, for I, one card. I should have. I should have foreseen this because we've known about Animal Crossing Switch for a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I once they announced it initially, I should have just bought all the amiibo. I do think they're releasing new cards. Really? I've heard that. I think I'm surprised June, they haven't already. That they're releasing new series of cards. Because I would love to get some cards. Yeah. Some Animal Crossing cards. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're so, yeah. They're thick. Like they're they're really good cards. So yeah, I highly recommend it. But the e-reader, you know, it, it unlocked like a secret village. It's like an right early now. amiibo thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was really neat. And patterns as well. Like I have a card for um, an eight-bit link that I mean these are Nintendo produced cards, right? And um, you swipe it, and it would give you the pattern for Link and one for a Shine Sprite as well from oh, that's so Super cool. Mario Sunshine. Do you ever um, do you ever get the NES games in the GameCube? Do you remember that? That was amazing. Or it was like early emulation. Yes, and real. I mean, I can't imagine that 
I mean, Nintendo would never do that. No. No. Because like you were mentioning in your in your village, you had a little, or in your island now, you've got a little building that's like an arcade and it's a bunch of pinball machines, but they don't do anything. No. But you could legitimately have an arcade in the GameCube version. Uh-huh. You could have a room that was just full of NES emulators. A literal full game NES games, Excite Bike, uh, Zelda Balloon Fight, Zelda, yeah. Mario. You can play the entirety of Zelda in Animal Crossing. I think those were probably some of the rarest items in the game. Oh, like you yeah. only got a couple per copy of the game, so mm-hmm. you had to trade them around and stuff. For sure. But still, just the fact that they were included was... So I'm telling you, Animal Crossing on GameCube? Just a crazy game. Magical. Yeah. It introduced so much uh-huh. stuff. It's... I, I can see it in my head, like the little town, quote unquote, square. You know, you remember uh-huh. how the, the Tormor... houses were in a little circle? Uh-huh. And, and then you, you had the... That's so funny. Yeah, all four houses were together. Right there. Uh-huh. And even if you were the only person playing, there were still three other houses there always. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. So always kind of being active. like, yeah. And I know Animal Crossing also, it's always kind of been a game for families. I remember my aunt, I want to say, uh, probably bought it for her kids and then got really into it herself. Because I remember uh-huh. going over to their house one time when I was a kid and her showing me, like, her, like, finished house, like, like, village you know with like everything possible yeah so it it was you know an early version it's weird animal crossing one of the reasons it sold so well on switch is because it's like simultaneously a casual game quote-unquote casual that anyone can enjoy and also has always been quote-unquote hardcore game that you can devote yourself to Mm -hmm. and just exploit and like get all these crazy things but then also if you just want to play it for five hours and you know, mess around or mm-hmm. just casually play it every day. Like there's that story of that, the grandma who played New Leaf for thousands of hours right. and now has a villager. Named after her, yeah, you know. New Horizon. <sighs> Magical game, dude. I it love is. Animal Crossing and it will always hold such a special place in my heart and the series always will too. And I'll always be the one of the first people to buy whatever new Animal Crossing comes out. And that's why it really, it does, it warms my heart to see how successful this has been. Yeah. Because I listen to a lot, too many gaming podcasts and stuff, and a lot of PlayStation, Xbox-centric ones that are like, I don't get it. Like, how is this so popular? How is it doing so well? I don't know. I don't understand it. Good for them, I guess. And it's like, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I've gotten it for years. I've gotten it since 2005 or whatever, ever since that first game came out. And it really warms my heart to see the series just explode. You know? Yeah, because it's just, it, I mean, it is just pure and wholesome. There's nothing, yeah, nothing to hate about it. You know, I the icon for Animal Crossing sits next to Void Bastards, which literally has like a curse word in its name and is about like murdering space robots, you know, mm-hmm. and like these Cthulhu-esque terrible creatures. And that's great and that's good. And it came out, as you mentioned, way earlier at the beginning of the show, um, the same day as Doom Eternal, which could not have been more different of a game. And those games are great where it's like, you know, I love playing the Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto, but there really is something about just playing a game that is just pure childhood bliss. Mm-hmm. It's nothing about it is stressed. Stressed. Nothing about Amazing. it is mature. I mean, it's mature, but you know, nothing about it is like quote unquote mature. You know For what I sure. mean? Like yeah. adult. Taxing, and, expectant of you. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's just something really great about that. And it's, it's great to see how that's evolved from the GameCube version, which 
is admittedly <laughs> hard to go back to dated after this oh yeah there's a lot about that game even just the villager model mm-hmm. i remember when new leaf came out and they were like we're making the villagers tall yeah and giving them pants <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no you can't do that it looks weird and bad now yeah. and now i can't i can't imagine them as anything else i know but you know, it's like I said, it's dated, but it's it's always gonna hold a special. It's a true Nintendo gem. Absolutely. You know, I'm glad, and it is for both of us. It seems. Yes. Um, can't call it my favorite game of all time, but it's up there. Yeah. You know, contributed to one of my favorite series. So. For sure. All right. Well, all right. I think that's about it. Yeah. For we... This core, you know, quote reunion episode. Yeah. No. This is Nintendo gems. Ideally, the first of many. So. Yeah. I hope. Hopefully, we're back much more regularly in the podcast feeds. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've got, we're working on something bigger with Nintendo Gems that we'll hopefully announce on a future podcast. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, it's been a bit of a longer one, but it's, you Catch know, us. we've been gone for a while, so. Yeah. Catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, and we'll keep you updated on what we've got going. For sure. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This has been Nintendo Gems. All right, have a good one.